Welcome to Belief Over Doubt's Weekday Word. In this quick segment, we like to take on a specific topic, answer a question, or just work to enhance the knowledge of our viewers. Um, we may read scripture together. Uh, it might even become like a live prayer circle. But no matter what we do on this platform, we'll continue to focus on the basics of the Bible. Uh, today, the Holy Spirit led me to do a quick summary of the book of Esther. Why Esther, you ask? I, I have no idea. Uh, I told my queen that I felt like I was supposed to tell the story, so here we are. Um, first off, it's the only book of the Bible with no mention of the Holy Trinity. Uh, they, they don't say God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit not one time in the book. Um, though if you read it and you really work to understand the story, you can clearly see how the Spirit was moving in some of the people and how it worked to fulfill God's will and protect his people. Uh, on, on another note, um, I thought this was interesting. Um, the king that's in the book of Esther, her husband was King Xerxes. I don't know if you remember him, but if you've seen the movie 300, um, the Persian king that was portrayed in that movie is the same one. It's this dude, right? He was loud. He was dramatic. He was uh, pretentious. He was flashy. Um, he was the same way in real life, except by the time the story of Queen Esther was told. He was much older, of course, and, and the Bible shows him being just as boastful, but I think more easily persuaded. Um, the story even opens with a feast thrown by King Xerxes, where he invited all of the men in the region to see his riches, to see his glory. Um, he boasted openly about his gold, his palace, his clothes, his riches, all of his possessions. This presentation of his glory lasted 180 days. And then he did a seven-day banquet after that. He wanted to show off his most prized possessions, inclusive of Vasti, the queen. Legend has it that he wanted her to show off her beauty uh, to all of the men in attendance. And some even debate if he asked her to come out without clothes. Um, but either way... Uh, she refused to come out and was quickly uh, and he was quick, he was quickly convinced that her disrespect couldn't be tolerated. He um, needed to depose her of her position as queen and replace her with another queen. Um, so again, him being easily influenced, he agreed and moved forward with that plan. So what does he do? He did his own version of the bachelor and he threw a beauty pageant. Esther, an exiled Jew, um, was living in Susa and with her cousin Mordecai, uh, who worked for the king. Um, she was forced to participate in the pageant, and when the king saw her, he said he needed to see no more, that she was the one. Um, what's, what's wild, though, is before a woman could even go see King Xerxes, um, she had to go through a beauty regiment, right? A recommended beauty regiment, which was 12 months of beauty treatments, six months with oil and myrrh, and then six months with perfumes and cosmetics. Now, while this was happening, Mordecai had his own stuff going in his lane where he um, had refused to bow to a guy named Haman. Haman was second in charge of the kingdom next to Xerxes. Um, one day when Mordecai was working, he heard um, two guys plotting to kill the king. So Mordecai, being a good man he is, he went and told that to Queen Esther and asked her to tell it to King Xerxes. King Xerxes was appreciative to Mordecai for saving his life. Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. And even had Haman go out and kill those conspiring against him. Haman used this 
to convince the king to let him kill all the Jews um, because, again, he didn't like Mordecai being disrespectful to him. So um, I think that's a fair trade-off, right? You won't bow to me even though I'm not the king, so I'm going to kill you and all your people. It's not fair. That's not how this is supposed to work. So Mordecai couldn't believe that his actions would cost all of his people their lives. So he sent message to Esther, and they kind of went back and forth through Messenger. Not Facebook Messenger like y'all do on your text messages while you're waiting. Um, but he, they went through actual messengers, and Mordecai sends what I think to be a famed uh, passage. He says, who knows? You may have come to your royal position for a time such as this. But she was scared, right? Which was rightfully so. Look at her options. She could either A say something and probably be killed for being a jew she could say nothing and still be killed for being a jew she could um back then you couldn't just go to the king you had to be summoned by the king and it had been 30 days since she had been summoned so her third option was just to go to her husband and then be killed for breaking the law um because you can only see the king when you're summoned so what did she do she called for a three-day fast for her and all of the Jews. And that message got back to Mordecai that she says, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She knew that she had to do what was right for her and her people. And when she got there, Xerxes was happy to see her. He started off by saying um, kind of what I say to my queen when I see her. Whatever you want up to half the kingdom. Like the, the answer is yes. What's the question? Um, she put together a banquet um, for him, King Xerxes, and Haman for the next day. Uh, when Haman got off work, he rolled past Mordecai, uh, who still didn't bow, and that had Haman really hot. By the time he got home, he was still thinking about it. He was talking to his family about how well he's done in his life. And the riches that he's amassed and um, the power that he has. And he still couldn't get past this one man's disrespect. So as he talked to his wife about it, she says, what a, a good wife would say, huh, you should impale him outside. So Haman liked that idea, went out and built a, a pole next to the house specifically to kill Mordecai. Um, that night, King Xerxes couldn't sleep. So what does a guy like that do to go to sleep? He sits and he reads about his reign as king. So he's reading. He's like, oh, I'm so smart. Oh, I'm so handsome. Oh, I have so much gold and, sil and silver and riches. My treasures are um, amassed. Uh, you know, I, there should be more kings like me. Or I should just have more land. So he comes across a, a, one of the chronicles that says, Mordecai saved your life. So he goes and he says, hey, what do we do? For that Mordecai that saved our, that saved my life. And the people said we did nothing for him. He's still working at the gate. So he calls Haman in. Again who hates Mordecai. And he says. Um, hey what can I do. For someone to show honor. So Mordecai lays it all out. Royal robe. Royal horse. Uh, a royal crest on his head. Everything. So Jersey says perfect. Go do that stuff and don't leave a thing out. I want that celebration for Mordecai the Jew. Haman loses his mind, right? He, he just goes berserk because 
this is the one guy that he hates. He's done so much to try to end this guy. And now the king wants to celebrate him. So from this point, Esther starts trying to plead with the king to save her life as well as the life of all her people. Um, so King Xerxes is like, what are you talking about? She says, well, I'm a Jew and we have this official decree to kill all Jews, which would mean that me and all my people are, are dead. Um, now, she, in her humble plea, she mentioned that, look, my people have been sold to be destroyed. They've been killed and annihilated. Like, if it was just slavery, I wouldn't even worry about it. But you're talking about killing all of us. And Haman wants us dead. So he's like, whoa, that's not going to happen. Kill Haman, and we're going to spare all the Jews. So the next few scenes are amazing to me, right? So Haman is seen begging. Esther is seen reclining on the couch. And the next thing we know, Haman is impaled on the same pole that he built next to his house to kill Mordecai. And later, his ten sons would also be impaled. And Mordecai, Mordecai got all of Haman's land. And with time, he became the second in command to King Xerxes. Um, so I think... I think when you when you really take this story, though they don't say God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit, you got to be able to understand that he's moving in this. So even though you may not see God moving in your life, he's moving in your life. He's active and he's pressing for the good of you like he did for the good of his people. Um, a couple of my takeaways from this um, is that God knows exactly where you are and he has you there for a reason. Um, when Esther didn't have a clear path or was in what she believed to be a lose-lose situation, uh, she called on a fast, not just for her, but for her people as well. Um, I think it's important to understand that Mordecai didn't let off of her uh, just because she had fear. He pushed her to continue to do what was right, and then God showed up for her um, because she was bold uh, during her fast. Um, she had, in my opinion, more belief over doubts. And God showed up in a mighty way. Um, I hope you enjoyed the weekday word. If you did, please like, subscribe, share, leave a Facebook comment, or join the group. Um, if you have any questions, prayer requests, um, please send them to beliefoverdoubts at gmail.com. Be blessed and be safe.